Hey friend, thanks so much for stopping by for some community time around the fire pit. I've got some Tennessee white oak going. I'm going to run inside and get us both a cup of joe. Well, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you've got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Well, this is Season 11, Episode 228, title, Rarely Recognized Facets of God's Ways. Subtitle, I Wish I Had Been Taught These Things Earlier in Life. This podcast is a mashup of two devotional readings, the Oswald Chambers' August 1st Learning About His Ways and Charles Spurgeon's Evening Devotion for August 3rd. I'm not at a loss for material. The reason for this attention is because these are some truths about rarely recognized facets of God's ways that are fundamental to knowing completely the peace of Christ in our lives, truths that every Christian should know and what we should do about it. Matthew 11.1 1 says that when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Here's rarely recognized facet of God's way number one. He comes where he commands us to leave. Let me say that again because it's a little hard to grasp, but he comes where he commands us to leave. If we stay home when God tells us to go, because we're so concerned about our own people there, then we actually rob them of the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. When we obey and leave all the consequences to God, the Lord will go into our city to teach. But as long as we are disobedient, we block his way. We need to watch where we begin to debate with him and put what we call our duty into competition with his commands. What an absurd thought to think that there is in any way that we can go head to head with the commands of God. We need to understand that God has this thing. I wish in my past spiritual training someone would have told me this amazing truth about God. As I've shared in a previous podcast, I had a stirring question before God for the past three and a half years here in Tennessee as to why God clearly moved me from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Just six months ago, or really probably about eight months now, God finally communicated to me why he had me move. He had provided such an open doors for our ministry and the overt communication of the gospel in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and in the neediest of places. But friends, the truth is, I did what God told me to do in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he moved me on to my next assignment in him, and he moved in and is continuing the work where I left off. Of course, you know, as I was working, it was the Holy Spirit in me carrying out His will. But once He moved me, He is still carrying out His providential will where He has commanded me to leave. Rarely recognized facet of God's way, number two. He teaches where He instructs us not to teach. He teaches where He instructs us not to teach. Luke 9.33 says, Master, let us make three tabernacles. It's the story of Peter, along with James and John. They were privileged to see the transfiguration of Jesus Christ on the mountain and the bodily appearance of Moses and Elijah with Jesus. Peter immediately wanted to move into action to construct three temporary shelters to honor these three people, but God had other plans. At times, though perhaps with the best of intentions, we construct obstacles which obstruct the teaching of God. Here are some obstacles we construct which obstruct the teaching of God. 
amateur providence, attempting to play the role of God in the lives of others by seeking to provide protective or spiritual care, even though unintentionally trying to play God in other people's lives. Also, an obstacle we construct which obstructs the teaching of God is overbearing and overreaching instruction of others that shuts out God and the work of His Holy Spirit. Friend, we must learn to keep our mouths shut and our spirits alert. God wants our focus to always be on Jesus and what He has to say. There on the Mount of Transfiguration, as Peter started to babble, God spoke from heaven and said, Here's my son, listen to him. The question I have for you, do we really believe that Jesus Christ, through the power of His Holy Spirit, can instruct people in the things He wants them to know, be it conviction of sin, call to salvation, life transformation, or any other thing? Friend, it's arrogance on our part and an insult to the Holy Spirit of God to think that we can fully know the mind, the will, and the ways of God for our own lives, much less the lives of others. Oswald Chambers makes the profound statement that, quote, when we become certain that God is going to work in a particular way, he will never work in that way again, end quote. Rarely recognized facet of God's way, number three. He works where he sends us to wait. He works where he sends us to wait. Luke twenty four forty nine says, Tarry until. Psalm thirty seven thirty four says, Wait on the Lord, and he'll work. But don't wait sulking spiritually and feeling sorry for yourself just because you can't see one inch in front of you. Are we detached enough from our own spiritual fits of emotion to wait patiently for him? Psalm 37, 7. My friend, waiting is not sitting with folded hands doing nothing, but it is learning to do what we are told. So how does this all apply to us today? The Bible says in Luke 8, 42, that, but as he went, talking about Jesus, it's a good thing and right thing for us to stay focused to the task to which God has called us and to go immediately and accomplish it. We need to be careful that we don't become distracted with other additional needs we see along the way. Friend, there are billions of people who are lost, in massive poverty, victims of gross violence and physical abuse, and millions of other problems because of the fall of man and the wickedness of the human heart. To stop and spend additional time meeting needs or solving problems that are not specifically what God has assigned us to can actually be an unwise action. Spurgeon illustrates this point with the following scenario. He says, Hastening to the rescue of a drowning friend, we cannot afford to exhaust our strength upon another in like danger. It is enough for a tree to yield one sort of fruit and for a man to fulfill his own peculiar calling. My friend, do you realize that God's calling on your life is peculiar? Peculiar can mean strange, odd, or unusual, but it can also mean particular or special. It should greatly encourage to know that the work God has called us to is unique, special, and particular to us as individuals. This individual attention from the Holy God of the universe should instill great peace in our souls. Those of us who are overachievers do not like to admit that there's a limit to our individual capabilities, our strengths, our insight, our ability to help. We cannot save every lost person on the planet, nor can we fix every person's problem on the planet. But our master knows no limit of power or boundary of mission. He is so prolific of grace that like the sun which shines as it rolls onward in its orbit, his path is radiant with loving kindness. 
He is a swift arrow of love, which not only reaches its ordained target, but perfumes the air through which it flies. Virtue is evermore going out of Jesus as a sweet fragrance that exhales from flowers, and it always will be emanating from Him as water from a sparkling fountain. This truth today is not to negate the story of the Good Samaritan and stopping to render aid to those who are in need. The focus and the purpose of this admonition is to come to the realization that when we allow ourselves to become distracted and become absorbed in every demand of others' needs and every desire of others to the point that it distracts us from walking in obedience to what God has called us to do, then we're doing wrong. We're sinning. We have to come to the realization that God is God and we are not. And He is at work across the planet carrying out His providential care. It is not our providential care. It is His. What delightful encouragement these rarely recognized facets of the Lord's ways affords us. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.